It is well with our souls. God is with us. His love is profound. And seeing us through each and every day of this uh, challenging and uncertain time. It's good to be with you this evening. Uh, it's good to be with you as you tune in. Uh, may the Lord bless us as we continue to worship, particularly as we hear from His Word and as we seek to make response. Tonight we turn to the Old Testament. We read from 1 Kings 17, 7 through 16, 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 7 through 16. Let's hear this account of the prophet Elijah's life. Sometime later, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him, go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. So he went to Zarephath. When he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, Would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called, And bring me, please, a piece of bread. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread. Only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I am gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said. But first make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me. And then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. The jar of flour will not be used up, and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. She went away and did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up, and the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word of the Lord, spoken by Elisha. This is God's word. And may it be a deep and abiding blessing to each of us, not only as we hear this word read, but as we make effort now to take our lives and apply them to it. May God bless us all. I've always been fascinated with the concept of just-in-time inventory. It's a, a, a system that is used by Toyota and other large manufacturers. Just-in-time inventory aligns the raw materials needed for production with a company's production schedule. Just-in-time inventory is designed to increase efficiency, decrease waste, and, and reduce uh, inventory costs. Everything is predicated on reliable suppliers. Reliable suppliers getting raw materials to the right place at the right time. For a car maker, if, a, if an alternator isn't available at the right time, at the right place, the whole production line has to shut down. 
when the supplies are there just in time, everything works well. For my own life, I'm constantly repeating the phrase, the Lord will provide. It's what Abraham says in Genesis 22, 14, upon the Lord providing a ram for the sacrifice instead of uh, Abraham's son, Isaac. When it comes to providing, God has proved himself in my life over and over and over again. I have experienced God's provision in regard to finances, the energy needed to complete a task, or the time necessary to get things done. The Lord always provides. I have experienced the the Lord's provision at at a much deeper level. He, He supplies the strength necessary to meet each day. He comforts me when I'm, I'm down, assures me when I get worrisome, and sustains me when I feel like giving up. There's been a lot of that going on these past few weeks, not only in my life, but also in yours, I'm sure. I hope you have experienced the same sort of provision that I have. I am a firm believer that the Lord will provide. These days of the COVID-19 pandemic, I found myself asking more and more uh, uh, about the Lord's provision and and looking to to notice that in in all sorts of ways. I've been finding myself uh, living life in in, in sort of the the present tense, taking a, a present tense approach with life. As I mentioned last week, it's hard to plan these days. I've been trying to plan day by day, week by week, and whenever I would try to make plans beyond that, those plans almost always would be changed. Instead of being so preoccupied with the future and what God will do, I've been more concerned about what God is doing right now. I encourage you to give that a try. By giving uh, God the the, the benefit of the doubt that uh, clearly... uh, He will provide by taking a a present tense approach. I become more and more aware of God's presence, more assured of God's love, and more confident in His desire to meet my every need. Trusting in God's provision in the here and now is not a whole lot different than the just-in-time inventory we, we spoke about just a a couple of minutes ago. We find ourselves trusting in our supplier to deliver just enough, just in time. A present tense approach in regard to God's provision causes me to be more faithful in the moment, which, by the way, is the very place that God would have us to be. Jesus didn't call us to live day by day for no reason. He wants us to live with trust in the daily provision he stands to offer each and every one of our lives. He longs for us to live in the present tense, receiving and basking in his provision day by day. It's been that way all along, this stuff of of daily provision. Already we've mentioned uh, Abraham and and Isaac in, in In the real-life, just-in-time story of Abraham and Isaac, God provided a lamb for the sacrifice. Things got a little close, 
so close, in fact, that, that Isaac had to ask where the lamb was. And Abraham's response, of course, was God will provide, and provide God did. The Israelites, wandering about in the wilderness, learned of, of God's desire to provide in manna each and in every day. He did that every morning. God provided just enough for that day. And then the day preceding the, the Sabbath, he would give a double portion. Just enough, just in time. The manna raining from heaven teaches us that God is all about providing for our daily needs just in time. Turning to the New Testament, let's consider the feeding of the 5,000, a great story found in, in all four of the Gospels. A little boy offers what he, uh, what he has, and Jesus took that and feeds the multitude with it. There was more than enough for everyone, so much so that there were 12 baskets left over filled with, with all the fish and the, the, the loaves that were, were not used. 12 baskets full, one for each disciple. It's as if Jesus was trying to, to teach them never to doubt, never to doubt his provision for their lives as a just-in-time supplier. No wonder Jesus wants us to pray, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. All that being said, let's consider our passage for today. It too is a wonderful story about God's provision. The scene is, is just about as stark as a scene could be. A great famine had spread across the land. In the midst of that, God directed Elijah to go to Zarephath in, in Sidon, now, that was a town that was along the, the seacoast of the Mediterranean. It was the very place where Baal worship had begun. Even though food and water was scarce, the Lord promised Elijah that he would tend to his needs. Elijah was to look for a, a widow who would offer him food and drink. Elijah happened upon the widow carrying sticks for a fire, and he asked for water and bread. The woman was quick to, to say that, that all she had was a little flour and a little oil, ingredients that she planned to feed herself and her son, and after that she figured that she would just go on and die. Elijah encouraged her not to be afraid. He assured her that the Lord would see to it that the flour and oil would not run out. God provided their food that day, just as he had promised. The story of Elijah and the, the widow of Zarephath is, is a, a real-life, just-in-time story of living faithfully day by day. It's a sort of story that you and I are called on to live as well. As we said, trusting in God for our daily provision puts us at the very place that God would have us to be. It is by trusting in God that our relationship with him becomes so much stronger, so much more secure, which is the most important thing of all. Elijah's faith would, should inspire every one of us, those of us who seek after God's provision. Elijah demonstrated the very faith that Israel should have had 
all along. But they were wayward. They were faithless. And their ways caused them to chase after other gods instead of the one who stood to provide for them. Their focus was on themselves and their troubles and what they figured they needed rather than upon God and what God knew they really did need. Elijah's faith would prove to be the very thing that would help him persevere as he stood against uh, Queen Jezebel and the 450 prophets of Baal. It is our faith in God that will help us to face the the Queen Jezebels of our own lives, including this COVID-19 pandemic. Just this week, MetLife published the results of a of a survey they had done in the, in the thick of this uh, COVID-19 pandemic. The results state that uh, United States employees are most concerned about their financial health, more than either their physical or their emotional health. We find ourselves more concerned about our financial health. Money is... Uh, is on the minds of those who were surveyed. Money is certainly on the minds of of each and every one of us. MetLife uh, surveyed those who were employed. They they got the responses that they did about how people are indeed concerned about their their financial health. MetLife didn't even attempt to, to survey the unemployed. I've heard our present Financial state referred to as a, as a repression, either a recession or a depression, a repression. Regardless, these are times unlike any we have lived through. Unemployment is at record highs. The stock market is, is all over the place. Interest is threatening to move into negative territory. And some sectors of the economy are totally shut down. The debate about whether to stay closed or to open up rages on and we are all feeling the, the fruit of that debate. We, we do well in the mix of all of this to be reminded of God's provision and to stand faithfully in the same. God will provide. And with his help, we will get through this, and we will not only get through it, but we will find ourselves overcoming. Scarcity will give way to provision. In fact, that is already happening. We just need to open the eyes of faith necessary to see God's work in our midst day by day, just in time. I love this from the devotional book, uh, Jesus Calling by, by Sarah Young. It's a, it's a devotional that I, uh, I read through each and every day. The entry for uh, this past Thursday uh, speaks volumes about what each of us are, uh, are, are facing uh, in the present day. It reads this way. When some basic need is lacking, time, energy, money, consider yourself blessed. Your very lack is an opportunity to latch on to me in unashamed dependence. When you begin a day with inadequate resources, 
You must concentrate your efforts on the present moment. This is where you are meant to live, in the present. It is the place where I always await you. Awareness of your inadequacy is a rich blessing, training you to rely wholeheartedly on me. The truth is that self-sufficiency is a myth perpetuated by pride and temporary success. Health and wealth can disappear instantly as can life itself. Rejoice in your insufficiency, knowing that my power is made perfect in weakness. God showed himself as the one who provides in making it possible for Elijah and the poor widow of Zarephath to have something to eat. And not just in one sitting, but to, but to have something to eat day by day. God provides for us in so many ways as well. And in particular, when we find ourselves on occasion coming around the table of our Lord to share in the sacrament of Holy Communion. I know for a fact that so many of you have, uh, have missed coming around God's table and sharing in this holy sacrament. It is a real touch point that we have all missed. A touch point with, uh, with God, a touch point with one another. In Holy Communion, we remember the ways God has provided in the past. We are, we are called on by Christ himself to, to do this in remembrance of him. We, we remember in Holy Communion the greatest provision of all, and that provision being Jesus Christ. In Holy Communion, we remember the ways God is providing in the here and now, not just in the past, but also in the present. Again, we have been, uh, we, we've been emphasizing the, the provision of God just in time. God's every desire is to meet us at the very point of our need in the present tense. On Sunday, we are offering a drive-through communion. We're going to do that uh, here at the church from uh, noon to two. Now, we settled on the, the name uh, drive-through church to communicate that we're very sensitive to the need to stay healthy in the midst of this pandemic. The, the elements will be served uh, in, uh, in this fashion. We'll have a, a cup and, a, and, and just a bit of a wafer that have already been sealed at the factory, if you will. Uh, we want to be uh, conscious that uh, we, we stay healthy in the, in the mix of, of our celebration of, uh, of Holy Communion. Ashley and I will be stationed under the portico um, just off the front parking lot. You'll receive the elements in, in your car. We'll hand them to you on a, on a plate. Um, you'll be able to take those and, and to keep not only the, the, the elements, but also the, the plate. Uh, you'll, uh, you'll share uh, there in your car. Not before, though, a prayer of blessing that uh, either Ashley or I will, will pray over you and your family. So I encourage you to uh, come by the church this Sunday from noon to 2 p.m., one time that it, or the other that is convenient for you, and take advantage of the opportunity to celebrate God's great provision that is ours 
in Jesus Christ. And so as we uh, consider that provision, and as we consider the, uh, the, the meal that uh, we will share together, uh, let's pray together. Know that you're invited to come Sunday afternoon from, from noon to two. And if you must stay at home, then, then get a, a cup of uh, bread and celebrate the presence, the real presence of Christ with you. As you remember the great things that God has done through Christ, and as you celebrate his provision just in time, as Christ is present in your life through these uncertain and challenging days. Let's pray together. Oh God, we thank you for the opportunity that uh, you give us to draw close to you. We are thankful, Lord, for every time that we are able to remember all that you have done through your son, Jesus. Lord, we pray that uh, you would help us to, to be, um, be very well focused upon the, the reality of Christ's body having been broken for us and his blood having been spilt. The, the greatest provision of all, the provision that allows for the forgiveness of sin and the newness of life. Lord, as we consider sharing in the sacrament of Holy Communion, we pray that as we, uh, as we share, that the elements that, uh, that, that, are, that are used, would, that they would be uh, a, a sure representation of the body and blood of Christ, and that they would be a participation in the same. Lord, thank you for calling us to know and experience your rich provision for our lives. And Lord, as we celebrate and understand that provision during this very uncertain time, may we find ourselves emerging, knowing full well that you have been at work in a powerful way. God, this prayer we make in the name of Christ, trusting in the power of that name, for today's world. Amen. And may God bless us all.